Good morning, this is Rick Pena and I'm bringing you today's word for September 22nd, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled God is Faithful. And as I'm teaching this series that God is faithful towards us, he would never leave us, he would never forsake us, he would never turn his back on us, he would never relax the grip that he has on us. God is more committed to us than, than we're committed to us. And thank God for that. The Bible says even when we are faithless towards God, God is faithful towards us for he cannot deny himself. When he looks at us, he sees that we're covered by the blood of his son, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we're called according to the plans and the work and the purposes that he established for us from the foundations of the world. So he cannot deny that. He sees us. He will never give up on us. Say amen to that. So as we've been looking at this, I, I've been led to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're walking through some things in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to break down some more things again this morning, but I want you to know right up front that God is faithful. Let's get into this word. So that said, let's get into 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We've been looking at several verses here in chapter 4. Uh, this is a series within the series. The title of this series is entitled, We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. This is part 7. And the title of today's message comes in the form of a question. Here's the question for you. Can the world see Jesus in me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this from, from the passage, but the question is very simple. Can the world see Jesus in me? That's a question that you need to ask yourself uh, this morning. So let's uh, get into it. Second so Corinthians chapter four, beginning at verse one, the Bible says, now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with this privilege, a privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not quit. We will not faint with weariness. Now we are like common clay jars, verse seven, that carry around this treasure on the inside so that the immeasurable power would be seen as God's and not ours. Verse eight, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do, but what we know is that quitting is not an option. Now, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our own humanity. We consider living to mean that we're constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus would be revealed through our own humanity. I'm going to deal with that today. Verse 12, so then death is at work in us but it releases life in you. Now we have the same spirit of faith that was described in the word where it says, first I believe, then I spoke in faith. So we also believe, then we speak in faith. Verse 16, so no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outward man is gradually wearing out, our inner man is being renewed day by day. We see our short, uh, slight troubles uh, within the light of eternity. And see, so we see that our difficulties are creating for us a substance is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison because we don't focus our attention on the seen, but the unseen. What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. I really want to focus in on verses 10 and 11, and then I'm a flow in what God gave me for today. Verse 10 says, we are continually, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus could be revealed through our own humanity. And then verse 11 uh, you know, repeats, Jesus has to be revealed through our own humanity. So the title of today's message came in the form of a question. Once again, the question is, can the world see Jesus in me? You got to ask yourself that question. So I have three things to share with you on this morning. As I get into these three things, uh, I, I pray that you would open up your heart to receive. I agree with that, Eve. 
Uh, we ran into a glitch, but that means that this is going to be a good word. Glory to God. I thank God for it. Uh, so as I get into these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Three things. You ready? Number one, here we go. So the first point is that the goal for you and I, the goal is for the world to see Jesus in us and through us. In 1995, I gave my life to Christ in 1995, and I shared my testimony yesterday. And um, when I gave my life to Christ in 1995, there was a new gospel song that had just come out way back then, in 95. And it was a song, I looked it up today. Uh, it's called, Can the World See Jesus? Featuring Melvin Williams with Pastor Murphy L. Pace and the Voices of Power. My God, I looked that up on, on, on YouTube, it's on YouTube. And, uh, and I'm not a singer, but anyway, the song says, Can the World See Jesus? In me, ask the question, can the world see Jesus in me? And then that's the refrain. But then there's a line that really got me. Um, this guy comes up, I think that's uh, Melvin Williams. He comes up, grabs the mic and says, if the world can't see Jesus in the way that I talk, then I don't want to say those things no more. And I had just got born again when I heard that, right? And he says, if the world can't see Jesus in the way that I walk, then I don't want to walk that way no more. I want the world to see Jesus in me. And so anyway, I hear, I hear the song. I just got born again. I'm a brand new believer. I'm listening to this song. And remember, I used to curse like every third word. And so I'm a new convert. And, and for those of you that don't know what is, don't remember what it's like to be a new convert, when you get born again, your spirit is born again, right? But your body is not and your soul is not. So your body, you're going to get a new body someday. Your soul has to be progressively saved. Your, your soul contains your mind, your emotions, your will, your thinker, your feeler, your chooser, the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you make decisions and your spirit, your spirit is born again. So you get a, a brand new recreated spirit. So my spirit was saved. My soul is being saved and my body will be saved. And so my, my spirit was saved instantly. My soul is being saved progressively and my body will be saved eventually. And so, so when you understand that, then I understand that I, here I am dealing with the fact that I want the world to see Jesus in me. And the, and the line said, if the world can't see Jesus in the way that I talk, then I don't want to say those things no more. And if the world can't see Jesus in the way that I walk, then I don't want to walk that way no more. And so I was brand new, born again, just got saved. And I, this really pierced my heart. Like I was like, man, I want the world to see Jesus in me. The text says that we just read, Jesus is supposed to be revealed through our humanity. As a born again believer, Jesus is supposed to be revealed through your humanity. When people come in contact with you, they're supposed to come in contact with him. And if the world can't see Jesus in the way that your that 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 your comportment and the way that you carry yourself and the way that you deal with others and the way that you live and the way that you function and the way that you live your life, then it's time to make some changes. The goal is for people to see Jesus through your humanity. Now, I'm talking about God being faithful to you, but when you understand that God is faithful to you, you also want to be faithful to him. And part of being faithful to him is being a living witness for him on this planet. Say amen to that. All right, number two, the Bible tells us that we should be living letters that are read by men, living letters that are read by men. So a lot of people don't understand well, the, the King James says living epistles, but the word epistle means letter. So a lot of people don't understand that the New Testament, the New Covenant, is actually a bunch of letters. The, the, the majority of the New Co the New Testament is letters that were written by the apostles to believers and to churches, right? 
And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in one of those letters, Paul was writing, and he actually said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 from the Message Bible. He says, Paul is writing, he says, listen, man, I don't even need a letter of endorsement either to you or from you because you guys are all the endorsement that I need. Your lives are a letter that can be read by anyone that's looking at you. He says, another translation calls it a letter of recommendation. Paul was like, when I go around to minister, I don't need a, a letter of recommendation because you guys are my letter of recommendation. You guys are like living letters and you're, you're being read by men. When people look at you, like I know that today people advertise, people as believers, churches are spending lots of money on advertising. They're paying for Google ads. They're paying for Instagram ads. They're paying for television ads. They're, they're paying for television shows. They're, they're paying for all of this stuff. They got billboards. They got websites. They got all these promotions trying to advertise the church, trying to advertise Jesus. But I can tell you that the greatest advertisement is me and you. It's you and I. We're the greatest advertisement. Listen, let me tell you, when you let your light so shine, Paul, uh, Jesus said, you got to let your light shine. You don't have to make the light. The light is already in you. God, God is living on the inside of you. So you don't have to make the light. You just have to let the light shine. And when you let your light shine on this planet, then people are going to see your good works and glorify the father, which is in heaven. And then people will ask you where you go to church. I don't, the, the greatest, like, yeah, you could spend money on advertising and all of that, but nobody's going to want to go to your church. If, if you nasty, <laughs> nobody's going to want to go to your church. If you, if you don't walk in love and, and you don't know how to talk to people, no, if, if people can't see Jesus in you, then number one, you're not advertising the kingdom. And number two, nobody's going to ever want to go to your church. If all they see in you is problems, you're frustrated, disillusioned, hard to get along with. You come to work every day like you've been sucking on lemons. You just, you're saved, but you're miserably saved. Then doggone it, I don't want to go to that person's church. I, I'm not even going to ask them. You know I, know, I know that they got a scripture on the back of their car and they put a scripture on the bottom of their email, but I'm not talking to that dude. I don't even want to talk to him. But when you let your light shine and people see your good works and people, and you glorify the father and people are like, my God, I can't tell you how many times people, people have come to me and they've asked me about Jesus. Hey, Rick, when I was in the military, Hey chief, can I talk to you for a minute? Can I close the door? Yes. Close the door. Boom. They just break down crying and people. I don't even know. They just, they just, why? Because they can see Jesus in me. People need to be able to see Jesus in you. You are the greatest testimony. You are the greatest advertisement. You, you, you're the greatest advertisement for the kingdom and also for your church. You are the advertisement. If you keep reading second Corinthians chapter three, verses three, three and four from the message, the Bible says, Paul said, Christ himself wrote this letter. You guys are living letters and Christ wrote the letter. Now he didn't write it with ink. He wrote it with his own living spirit. Now this wasn't chiseled into stone but it was carved into human lives. And watch this. Paul says, Jesus wrote the letter, not in stone, into our lives, and we publish it. He says, Jesus wrote the letter of your life, and we get to publish it. He says, now we couldn't be more sure of this. That is written by Christ himself. You guys are written by Christ himself for God. You are our letters of recommendation. Now, the text says that God writes stuff inside of us. God is writing the story of his life for us in our lives. He's writing it not on tablets of stone. He's writing it inside of our hearts. 
And so now we get to publish it. So now I get to publish my story. That's why I'm saying, don't be afraid to tell your story. You better tell your story. Your story is your story. It's your testimony. Don't, don't let people put a dim your story. Jesus said, when you have a light, you don't put it in the corner. Doggone it. No, you put it where everybody can see it. You got to tell your story. Your story is your story. The anointing flows through the authentic. When you are when you are operating in authenticity, when you are who you are and you're telling your story, the Bible says that God wrote the story, but you have to publish it. God wrote the story, but you can't be ashamed of it. God wrote the story, but you got to tell people about Jesus. You got to tell people what Jesus did in your life. Do not be ashamed. Jesus said, now, if you're ashamed of me before man, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father. Do not be ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. I am, God wrote a story on my heart and I'm going to publish the story. God wrote the story and I'm not ashamed to say it is in God that I live and I move and I have my being. That's how the world is going to see Jesus in me. You got to tell your story and tell your story on this planet. Say amen to that. Don't be ashamed of it. Tell, tell people what Jesus has done for you. If you never say Jesus, if you never publish the story, listen, when people look at your life, they want, God wants people to see Jesus in you. When you tell your story and you tell the story of your life, also, let me just say this about a testimony and I'll move on. When you tell your story, when you finally get the courage to tell your story, tell it the right way. Can you please give the testimony the right way? I don't like when people give a testimony. They say, hey, let me give you this testimony. But then they're like the star of the testimony. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I did this and, you know, uh, I was sick. But I, I grabbed all these scriptures and glory to God and, and I, I decreed and I declared and I meditated and I medicated and I got in the word and I spoke the word and I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that and then God healed me. Come on, let's tell, be honest. H how about this? How about, how about we be honest? I was sick. And I couldn't even, half the time, I wasn't even thinking about Jesus and the power of God hit me. Glory to God. Make sure that you tell the story right. Make sure that you are advertising Jesus everywhere you go, that Jesus can be seen through your life and living. Don't make it seem like it was all you because you know it's not all you. Be honest. Listen, that God has been better to me than I've been to me. I, I'm not good enough. If God only gave me what I deserve, I would be a man most miserable. Thank you, Jesus, that he didn't give me what I deserve. Thank you, Jesus, that you're better to me than I deserve. I just want to give God the glory. And when you tell your story, God should be the star on every page. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, number three, as I close last point for today, people want to know if this Jesus thing works. People really want to know, does this Jesus thing work? And they want to see how you handle adversity. As a believer, they want to see how you handle adversity. Because guess what? Trouble's going to come. Things are going to happen. So they want to know how you handle adversity. Proverbs 24 and 10, New King James Version, the Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, if when trouble comes, you shrink. If when trouble comes, you faint. <laughs> if when trouble comes, you run away, then your strength is small. The text says that the, the word translated strength there is courage. As a believer, you got to have courage. Let me say it like I'm from Brooklyn. You can't be born again and be a punk. 
You, listen, this life, the life of faith is not a life of punks. You got to have courage. You are going to face challenges. All that live godly shall suffer persecution. They're going to have, some things are going to happen. Bad things happen to good people. And you got to get up every morning knowing that there's no punk in me. I'm not going to shrink back. I'm not going to fall back. I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to give up. I have the courage. I'm living the life of faith. First Peter 3 and 15, the Bible says, but in the King James, I memorized it in the King James. It says, uh, uh, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. But let me give it to you from the, the Passion Bible because it reads better. He says, listen, give reverent honor to God in your hearts, the anointed one, who's the master of your lives. And if anyone asks you about the living hope that's in you, be ready to explain your faith. Now, watch this. Be ready to explain your faith when somebody asks you about the living hope that you have on the inside of you. Now, here's the point, though. If you don't have living hope, if people can't see hope in you, then they're never going to come to you. If all people can see in you is trouble, is problems, is issues, if you're complaining every day, if all you do is complain then nobody is ever going to see Jesus in you and nobody is ever going to be drawn to the Jesus that you claim because all you do is fuss and fight and complain and none of that. The people need to, if they can't see hope in you, they need to see something in you that they don't have. And, and what really glorifies God is when people know what you're going through and they see that is that you're not moved by it. People know that in the middle of adversity, Paul was writing at a time where people were being killed for being Christians. Paul was writing at a time. That's why he says, listen, we're constantly being handed over to death. But watch this, watch this. But the resurrection life of Jesus is being revealed through our own humanity. When people, when people know what you're going through and people know that you're going through a difficult challenge and they say, hey, let's pray for Johnny. Hey, let's pray for Susie. Hey, let's pray for Keisha because she's going through this. But then Keisha comes to work with a spring in her step and a smile on her face. They're like, what, what in the world? Keisha, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm blessed. Highly favored. Got it going on. How, what, what, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought you was going through something. Yeah, I'm going through something, but I don't have to look like what I'm going through. And so wait a minute, wait a minute. How are you doing what you're doing? It is the grace of God. And now you get a chance, you get an opportunity. You are a living letter. You are publishing the letter and people want to know what is the reason for the hope that you have? Why are you so hopeful? Why are you so, so thankful? Why are you, listen, I, I, it's understandable if, if, if you came to work and you're upset, if it's understandable, if, if you were just crying all the time, because we know what you're going through, but we don't understand how in the world can you still get up every morning with a spring in your step and a smile on your face and a song on your heart and a praise on your lips. What is it? What is it? And then you get a chance to tell them about Jesus. The text says you get a chance to explain your faith. You get to, to tell them that, no, I, I want the world to see Jesus in me. I have a living hope. I, I am a living letter. When people see me, when people look at me, when people come in contact with me, they are coming in contact with Jesus. And so I want them to see Jesus in, in the way that I walk. I want them to see Jesus in the way that I talk. The question is, can the world see Jesus in you? That's the question for today. I'm going to close out uh, this with a declaration of faith. That's enough for today. Glory to God. Uh, so I want you to lift up your voice as we close. I want you to speak this uh, over your life. Uh, say this, say, Father, I thank you for leading me to level up in this season. I level up by building up my resiliency and my determination in you. I want the world to see Jesus in me. 
I renew my soul by getting your word down into my heart on a daily basis. And I do what it says. I am a living letter. People are reading my life every day as they watch me. And as they do, they will see Jesus in me. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. When people come in contact with me, they come in contact with Jesus. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. Yeah, I ran into some technical issues today, but it was because the word needed to go out. The, the devil didn't want you to hear this, but you heard it. Glory to God. The word has gone out. I thank God for it. I appreciate it. I know that God was glorified. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message has been a blessing to you. Also, if you want my notes, you don't get my notes, then go to todaysword.org. You get my notes for free. Click on the subscribe button, put in your email address there, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I pray that you have an amazing day, and I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.